Thanksgiving week here on the Y'all Show. It's here, and we're with you most of this week. Hello, I'm John Raw. We will be off the air on Thanksgiving Thursday, but we'll have all ex- exclusive and original programming coming your way today, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Friday, we'll have the Y'all Kickoff Show, two hours of college football talk, getting you ready for Rivalry Saturday. All that right here on the All Southern Show that we do call Y'all. Our website is YALL.com. Our phone number, 803-816-1170. Coming up on this Monday edition of the Y'all Show, we'll have some business headlines from across the South that we'll get to in the next segment. And then we'll also have Hashtag Hullabaloo, where we go on social media and share some of the fun stuff that's out there. That's coming your way at the end of this hour. In an hour or two, as we kick off the second half of today's Monday edition, we'll have a real quick look back at the weekend in sports, primarily looking at college football. And then we'll move over to Jerry Short and his short stories feature, as Jerry's got Thanksgiving on his mind and other unbelievable stories that he'll share with you from Takapola. All that here on this first week of the first day of the work week edition. If you're even working at all, I know some of you have an entire week off and congratulations on that well let's dive right into the headlines from across the southeast here as we get this monday going and sad news coming in from the black belt region of alabama over the weekend as law enforcement agencies in alabama and beyond have now come out in condolences big time for the death of a law enforcement officer from Lowndes County as the sheriff of that county just to the west of downtown Montgomery. And that's between Montgomery and Selma is where you'll find Hainville, Alabama. And there at Hainville, Alabama, you have Lowndes County. And Governor Kay Ivey tweeted that the sheriff there of Lowndes County, Alabama, John Williams, had been tragically killed in the line of duty and that the governor offered her prayers and sympathy to the family of the county sheriff's department as he is the fifth Alabama law enforcement officer to die from gunfire in the line of duty in the sixth overall this year, according to a statement from Alabama's Attorney General Steve Marshall. A suspect is in custody, identified as 18-year-old William Chase Johnson. Montgomery County, Alabama Sheriff Derek Cunningham initially told news outlets that Williams was shot at a gas station, and it's unclear that if any race played any role in the shooting as the sheriff was black and the shooter was white but unfortunately the death of this law enforcement officer in alabama over the weekend we remember the life and sacrifice of the Lowndes county alabama sheriff john williams now a former law enforcement officer from georgia was killed in the state of mississippi over the weekend and this happened at a family gathering in the meridian area as 69 year old alman turner shot and killed saturday evening in meridian an assistant chief of police in Covington, Georgia. He retired from that police department in 2016, and he also served on the Newton County, Georgia School Board. The police captain of Meridian, John Griffith, told a local area TV station that Turner's 41-year-old nephew, Christopher Denson, shot him during the family gathering over the weekend, and Denson taken into custody at his apartment complex on Sunday afternoon, but a former law enforcement, again, official from Georgia killed while at a family gathering in the Magnolia State over the weekend. Sad story there. Now, a sad story coming from Florida over the weekend as three people were killed when their car it collided with an Amtrak train, and the three people now have been identified by the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office as 58-year-old Valerie Joe Renamti of Palm Beach, 8-year-old Skylar Prostano, 
and sadly another child 10 year old tristan prestano of wellington florida killed when their car it collided with this amtrak passenger train near jupiter florida the exact relationship between those killed was not disclosed by the palm beach palm beach county fire rescue and law enforcement officials as news outlets report the crash happened in the indian town area north of west palm beach that's near lake okeechobee as the vehicle was on a crossing that has no gates but does have railroad signs and this amtrak passenger train en route to miami or coming back from miami it plowed in this car and luckily no one on the 200 passenger train injured in this crash there in indian town in south florida but our thoughts go to the three victims and again one a 58 year old and then two little kids a 10 year old and an eight year old all being killed in this crash over the weekend in florida a one-term congresswoman who ended up filling the shoes of her late husband after he passed away has died in the state of maryland but she was actually from louisiana kathy long as she won her husband's house seat after his sudden death back in 1985 and she served one term in congress and she's now died at the age of 95 as she died in chevy chase maryland the cause of her death dementia according to a family spokesperson the long she beat three competitors with 56 percent of the vote back in 1985 with a 2-1 margin over the second place finisher for the seat held for a total of 16 years by her husband gillis long and her district there in the pelican state covered 15 central louisiana parishes including baton rouge the state's capital and now she's passed away again after a fight with dementia at the age of 95 kathy long a one-term congressman who filled the seat of her late husband back in the 80s upon his death. Now, how about this story to wrap up our headlines from across the South here on today's Y'all Show? (laughs) You might want to hold on to your jewelry a little bit more if you've got jewelry valued at $366,000. Well, that's what's happened now to rappers Iggy Azalea and Playboy Carti as they've told Atlanta police that 366 big ones, that would be $366,000 worth of jewelry stolen from their rental home. And the local newspaper in Atlanta, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, reports a police report filed back on November 17th lists 19 pieces of jewelry, including diamond rings, platinum bracelets, and luxury watches. And a artist, Iggy Azalea, she told police the theft occurred back on November 14th when the back door was unlocked so Jordan Carter, known as Playboy Carter, could get in. The report says that at some point they realized a designer bag in which they keep jewelry was missing from the second floor dining room of their 6,500 square foot home there in atlanta it says surveillance video shows a masked gunman wearing gloves coming in the back door just after 9 50 p.m and leaving within 10 minutes and we'll find out if this jewelry again almost at four hundred thousand dollars in value is located in the atlanta area or wherever they may have gone but it's a lot of jewelry four hundred thousand dollars almost four hundred thousand for a couple of rappers that, at least for me, I'd never heard of Iggy Azalea and Playboy Carti. But I guess they sell a few records out there in the rap business and they want their jewelry back.
When we come back after the show, we're going to switch over to some business news here on the Y'all Show. We've got some stories in front of the break when we come back from that. In fact, one of the things that you're going to need to know and learn about when we come back from the break is there's an outbreak now, an E. coli outbreak, and there's a salad product that you need to be aware of so that you might can get that out of your refrigerator and throw it away properly if need be. Also, with the Thanksgiving coming up this week, we know now that your Thanksgiving dinner is expected to be more expensive this year than in years past as some news has come out from the Virginia Farm Bureau to indicate you're going to be spending a little bit more for the bird. (laughs) So I will have all that information right up after the break here on the Y'all Show Monday edition. Message and data rates may apply. See purple.com for terms and conditions. It's Purple's biggest, comfiest Black Friday sale ever. Save up to $400 when you pair a Purple mattress with a premium sleep bundle. Make this shopping holiday simple and stress-free with the comfiest bundles ever made. Complete your Purple setup and get up to $200 off a mattress, plus up to another $200 off when you bundle two pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector. That's up to $400 off your order. It's time to feel the mattress you've been hearing about. The Purple mattress is the only mattress with the one, the only, the purple grid it's the cool innovative no pressure support that feels like you're floating an experience that you cannot get with any other mattress shop great then sleep great with purple this holiday season take advantage of our best black friday sale ever and save up to four hundred dollars when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting offer to 84888 sleep great through the holidays and get up to four hundred dollars off by texting offer to 84888 that's o-f-f-e-r to 84888 Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high Baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank It's the business aspect of the Y'all Show. Good to have you back here on the Monday edition. 
And here on the Y'all Show, we like to tell you some business news and some business stuff that affects all y'all. And right now, I'm not sure if you are aware that there is a outbreak of E. coli bacteria and 22 states are impacted. And there's a salad product recall over this E. coli outbreak. As the Department of Agriculture says that thousands of pounds of salad products are being recalled to due to a possible E. coli contamination. And Missia Bay, an LLC from Swedesboro, New Jersey, is recalling more than 75,000 pounds of salad products that contain meat or poultry because the lettuce may be contaminated with a strain of E. coli. The products were sold October 14th through October 16th in these states in the South. Listen up closely. Sold in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Maryland, also in Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia, and a few states up north. Authorities say the Maryland Department of Health tested an unopened salad product with chicken, and the lettuce came back positive for a strain of E. coli bacteria. So be on the lookout for this, as the Centers for Disease Control says E. coli often causes diarrhea and vomiting. And again, this salad product recall from Missa Bay LLC from New Jersey, recalling more than 75,000 pounds of salad products. And you might want to Google that and find out where this could be in your area. So you, you do not buy this. And unfortunately, you might not buy it or you may buy it and you might eat it and have issues with it going forward. Well, today is a big day in the Magnolia State because Mississippi is joining the rest of the South minus Alabama and having its own lottery as stores across the state received their first shipment of lottery tickets on friday and today mississippians can go to their local gas station or grocery store and get their first scratch off lotto ticket as you have to be 21 to buy a ticket but starting at five o'clock here today five o'clock a.m by the way you can get four scratch off tickets available at more than 1200 approved retailers in the state of mississippi so enjoy your gambling if you want to call it that from south haven to ocean springs from vicksburg to meridian tupelo to woodville all over the magnolia state you are back in business from a scratch off lottery standpoint and every other state in the south has some form of gambling slash lotteries except for alabama alabama i think is the dinosaur and if you can afford it alabama that's a good thing maybe your education's perfect and you don't need the sin and the shame of having a lottery and the heart of dixie but forever alabama and mississippi were about the only states in the country that didn't have some kind of lottery now mississippi has jumped in on that which Again, for many, many decades, Mississippi has had casinos, or as Haley Barber, the former governor of that state, would say, casinos. And they had those before many of the southern states that have kind of jumped into the sports gambling and more. But now Mississippi is in the lottery business, and somebody there one day is going to win millions and millions of dollars. Did you know, and that might help pay for what we're going to talk about next. Thanksgiving dinner is going to cost you a little bit more. According to the Virginia Farm Bureau, the annual grocery store price survey shows that the average cost of traditional Thanksgiving meals for 10 adults this year is expected to be about $64.24, averaging out to be $6.42 per person. And that compares with the average cost of 52.30 for a 10 person meal 
last Thanksgiving. So prices have gone up. Now, this price is based on a 16-pound turkey, a 4-pound bone and ham, stuffing potatoes, assorted vegetables, and, of course, pumpkin pie. So, yeah, no matter where you are in the South, you're probably going to see a little bit more of a pricier bird and accoutrements here for Thanksgiving 2019. But we've all had a good year. We're getting big and bold here in the South, thanks to the great economy and the way things are going. And hey, when you have things going good, prices go up. And that's what's happened here, as you might experience a few more cents paid to get your big Thanksgiving turkey here in 2019. Well, how about that story? That's a quick look at some of our business headlines from across the Southeast here on this monday y'all show when we come back after the break you don't want to miss out we're going to have hashtag color blue where we go on social media and find some of the most intriguing and entertaining stuff out there and we relay that right back to you here as we close up this first hour and do not forget in hour two of today's y'all show we'll have a look back at the college football excitement from saturday an upset or two along the way but for the most part it was a rather stale weekend a lot of teams didn't play a lot of teams have what we call cupcake matchups playing FCS opponents, and we'll go through some of the games of note in college football for that. And then later on in the hour, we'll have Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, get us ready for Thanksgiving 2019. All that head on y'all talk with a Southern accent. From ooh to Aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus save on other memorable photo gifts like canvas prints. So get our Black Friday prices until December 3rd with 60% off holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter code RADIO60 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code RADIO60. Orangutans. They're beautiful playful and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan, but we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Eight 
303-816-1170 is the number you can call, text anytime to reach out to us here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Hello there. We're getting you ready for Turkey Day Thursday with this all Southern program. We've got exciting shows leading up to Thursday. Just a programming note, we will not have an original show on Thursday this week. We will be on Friday. A lot of people taking off Black Friday and such. But yours truly, John Rawl, will be in the host chair for the Y'all Kickoff Show for its rivalry weekend. Last weekend was Cupcake Weekend. This weekend, it's rivalry weekend. And we'll have all of the big games going on Saturday featured in our Y'all Kickoff Show. You do not want to miss that. You also don't want to miss out what's coming up in the second hour of this Monday edition of the Y'all Show. We'll look back at some of the college football games that happened over the weekend. And it was Cupcake Weekend, sure, but there were some games that had some importance. And one game in the Pac-12 really shook up a few things going forward with the college football playoff as Oregon went down in flames in the desert to Arizona State. And how's that going to affect teams like Alabama or one-loss teams trying to move on up and get in that college football playoff when that's announced in just a handful of days all that will be discussed but we'll mostly focus in on the southern teams most of which had a pretty easy day at the office this past weekend all that coming up in our sports review to look back at the weekend at hour two and then in hour two our friend jerry short will be on the teller of tales from Takapola. And he's got Thanksgiving on his mind and other tales of which I have never caught him actually telling a lie. He he tells tales, but they come from the truth. And Jerry Short will be on in hour two. All that right here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Right now, y'all, it's time for hashtag huddle blue monday edition now this is where we go on social media and we find the goofiest sometimes the most educational and sometimes conversational topics we can possibly talk to you about here on the all southern show with your host john rawl and let me start out here on twitter in our hashtag huddle blue is we have a tweet from socially awkward dude now, i love this you know you must be socially awkward if that's your twitter handle not only does he have that his name his actual twitter handle is socially awk dude <laughs> all right awkwardly making my way through the world check me out at tumblr.com with the slash socially awk dude where nerddom where nerddom meets awkward so if you're into nerddom meeting awkwardness then check out socially awkward dude well here's what sad wrote on twitter this week that we want to share with you here on the y'all show when you're black in the south listening to steppenwolf you're strange but in the north you have great taste in music, hashtag Southern, hashtag NYC. And I'm not a black guy living in the South, nor am I living in the North. So I don't socially awkward do totally understand where you're coming from. But if this is true, perhaps black people down here in Dixie don't listen to Steppenwolf very often. I guess it's the the message you're trying to get off and, and let everybody here know socially awkward dude but if you go up north you can be black white red yellow black or white 
<laughs> and listen to Steppenwolf and you got great taste in music. That's what you're trying to say. Now, let me educate all y'all on Steppenwolf in case you haven't studied up on this Canadian American rock band recently, as they were prominent back in the late 60s and early 70s as they were formed in late 1967 in L.A. by lead singer John Kay. Keyboardist Goldie McJohn and drummer Jerry Edmonton all were with a Canadian band called the Sparrows, and they teamed up with some other musicians to form Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf sold over 25 million records across the world during their time on the charts, releasing eight gold albums and 12 Billboard Hot 100 singles, of which six were top 40 hits. And some of those big hits included Born to be Wild, Magic Carpet Ride, and Rock Me. Steppenwolf, a Canadian-American rock band. And if you know anything about old school music, you know about Steppenwolf. And according to Socially Awkward Dude, even though you might like old school rock and roll from the late 60s and 70s, maybe a little socially awkward if you're a, a black person listening to it here in the South, according to Socially Awkward Dude. All right, all you black rock and rollers, hey, don't hide. You show your Steppenwolf pride and your rock pride, and you got to like some good Southern rock, no matter what race you are. And I don't consider Steppenwolf so Southern rock by any means, but some of you might put them in that category with songs like Magic Carpet Ride and Born to Be Wild and some of the other good stuff. Yeah, check it out there and give them a chance. And if you are a black person, give rock and roll music a little bit more chance, especially from that time period. And if you don't mind, as a favor to me, of course, we always got to give country music a good listen, especially from the 60s and 70s. How about a little Jim Reeves for you here to start Thanksgiving week? Or Patsy Cline, or moving into the 70s, a little outlaw country. Speaking of music, let's keep the music going. Thanks to a tweet from Joe Holly. That's H-O-L-L-E-Y, the last name. Joseph Holly 21 on Twitter. And Joseph writes, my Friday jam hell yeah hashtag classic rock hashtag molly hatchet hashtag southern rock so from steppenwolf to a little molly hatchet here and let me educate y'all on a little molly hatchet news and information about this band and what joe holly is putting out on social media his friday jam includes a link to the song that he was jamming to and that's bounty hunter now bounty hunter was an album track from the 1978 molly hatchet self-titled platinum record big album and molly hatchet this southern rock band formed by guitarist dave hublick in jacksonville florida back in 1971 and best known for their 1979 song flirting with disaster and of course if you think of southern rock in jacksonville florida most people don't necessarily easily come up with the name molly hatchet they think of leonard skinnard but yes there was more than one great band based out of jacksonville and that would be molly hatchet and a friday jam for joe holly is molly hatchet's bounty hunter from the 78 self-titled album or record or eight track cassette and I'm glad that you had a chance to jam out <laughs> to this good Southern rock music, Joe Holly. Up next is a tweet from Shannon Tyndall at 90 Day Challenge is the Twitter account. A personal trainer's let's team up is what Shannon Tyndall writes. If you're looking to get healthier and wealthier, you're in the right place. And so what Shannon writes on Twitter this week 
So It Begins. Excited for today's Friendsgiving Southern Cooking. Friendsgiving coming from Shannon Tyndall. Now, I am not, I'm just not totally familiar with that term, Friendsgiving. So thanks to my friend, Mr. Google, let me tell you about this fairly new 21st century term of Friendsgiving. It is a blend of friend and Thanksgiving, and it refers to a large meal eaten with friends either on or near Thanksgiving. But when Friendsgiving first came into use, it was used to describe something much more informal than the traditional Thanksgiving meal. While most people usually spend Thanksgiving with their families, Friendsgiving gives a name to celebrations of friendship. Friendsgiving is a time for friends to come together, share a meal, and give thanks. People involved in a Friendsgiving event usually bring a food item or drink in a potluck-style celebration. Friendsgiving, that is something perhaps you can squeeze in before Thanksgiving Day with a friend. Thanksgiving does not just have to be exclusively for family. You can include friends on the fun. In fact, I am going to be attending a so-called Friendsgiving event, but it's actually going to be on Thanksgiving, as I will not be with my immediate family this Thanksgiving. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. But I did get invited. I think it was just yesterday I got the phone call, and I am going to attend a so-called... They they didn't describe it this when I got the invite, but that's what this is. It's a Friendsgiving. These people that I'm going to, and bless their heart, I am not related to, but they're just aware of my situation and they, they want to have me over and i'm tickled the same gracious people that i don't want to embarrass here on the air today also invited me over on christmas day as i was also home alone not watching the movie home alone but i was literally home alone on christmas day in 2018 and they said hey why don't you come over and have christmas with us and so i did and after lunchtime and a great lunch there with them, they went on to have some of their family members come by on Christmas evening. Remember, in today's crazy world, we have people with broken families. And that was part of the deal here is this gracious family that was kind enough to invite me. They had adult children that I, I don't know if it was because of a broken family, but they just weren't co- com- they weren't completely together at all parts of the Christmas weekend and likely also all points of the Thanksgiving weekend because you got to go to in-laws, you got to go to a, if you're a divorced family, this particular parent or that particular parent or grandparent or however it's done. And so Friendsgiving, and let's come up with a new term for Christmas, Friendsmas, Friendsmas. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's coined that term, but we just did it here on the Y'all Show. Is an opportunity for you to not necessarily because you're blood kin to somebody, but just your buddies with a person, you can get together and have a holiday celebration. And I love that term. And I love the fact that if you've got friends, and I know you do, and some of those friends may not be that close to you, at least do one thing for us. Call them up. Don't text. Don't do a Facebook message. Call. Pick up the phone. Dial the number. And say, hey, I was just thinking of you. I know we're all going to be busy come Thanksgiving and maybe on Black Friday. But here on this Monday or on this Tuesday, 
I just wanted to take two seconds to say uh, I, I, I care about you and I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And maybe we'll get together and have a little bit of turkey together. And it may not be this week. It might be next week. Or, hey, are you busy tomorrow? Why don't we have a quick little rendezvous at the Waffle House? <laughs> that That's perfectly acceptable for, for Friendsgiving. Which, by the way, I got to give you a shout out to Waffle House. I was just at Waffle House over the weekend. First time I'd been in there in about a month. I should be going to Waffle House more often, but I, unfortunately, I'm not able to make it in there. And it reminded me, because I heard some of the staff talking about this, they will be open on Thanksgiving. They will be open on Christmas Day. And it's a tradition with Waffle House that the upper-level managers of Waffle House, uh, the Waffle House Corporation, including the CEO, actually takes that day, either Thanksgiving or Christmas or both, and they go in and they themselves work at local Waffle Houses as a way to, I guess, have a esprit de corps within the Waffle House family because Waffle House is not closed on Thanksgiving. And I bet you Huddle House is not closed on Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I spent Christmas of 20, yeah, it was Christmas last year that I spent Christmas Day or Christmas evening at waffle house thanks to my friends who invited me to christmas lunch thank you very much but i spent christmas night at my local waffle house and i didn't have turkey but i had me a big old waffle and that's about as good as a good turkey especially if it's buttered up and got that syrup poured all over it with that beautiful crisp the, the delicious waffles that you can find at a Waffle House <laughs> and the other good food also there. But Friendsgiving is what we are talking about. And keep that in mind and go to your huddle and waffle houses with your friends here if, if you don't have an opportunity to have more than enough time with them. Let's go to a tweet now from Kathy's Crafty Designs at MC Wilson KY. So I assume they're in Kentucky. MC Wilson KY. And Kathy's Crafty Designs, a disabled veteran. My neurologist says my brain sparkles as Kathy's Crafty Designs is a jewelry designer, an Etsy seller, and a WordPress blogger. And how about this? They want to put out in their Twitter profile, no romance, happily married. Well, we're happy for you, Kathy's Crafty Designs. And here's what they put out on Twitter. Of course, they're proud to be married. They're in not looking for a romance, as I guess some people do when they go on social media. But Kathy's Crafty Designs puts a message out there of why, yes, I am Southern. And they put a GIF, okay? So Kathy Crafty Designs, I love this GIF coming from you. As you sparkle, you say your neurologist says your brain sparkles. Well, that brain just needs to keep on the sparkling because this is pretty funny here. As Kathy Crafty Designs has this GIF that has the words, Southern women are Mack trucks disguised as powder puffs. <laughs> We love our Southern women and Southern women that are going to be working extra hard this week, whether you're getting that turkey ready for Thanksgiving or you're getting the car warmed up to leave out at four in the morning on Friday to go shopping on Black Friday to get all those bargains. We love our Southern women and we say thank you. We need to have a month dedicated, not for women, but for Southern women. What month would that be? Hmm. I'm thinking here, which month? Well, let's see. Black History takes up February. And let's see. Um, Confederate History Month is in April. I know that. And let's see here. 
Mm, January. Eh, we don't want to have anything. Why don't we just go ahead and make it in November? We love our Southern women, and and I, they they a lot of times it's the Southern woman that has to go out and get all the stuff for Thanksgiving. They got to do all the shopping in November. So we'll just go ahead and declare November as Southern Women Month here on the Y'all Show. So congratulations you southern women out there you are mac trucks disguised as powder puffs and we sure love you and we thank you and uh, that goes from your mama that might be out there listening if you are a mama and my mama hey happy southern women month and it might be your your daughter it could be your wife you could be a southern woman we thank you and we salute you here from the Y'all Show. And tell them your mama said hello for you. All right. Stacy Lynn Harris, speaking of a good Southern woman, she is very active on social media. Stacy Lynn Harris at Stacy L-Y-N Harris on Twitter. A cookbook author, a gardener, a blogger, a TV chef. She grows her own food and loves it. And you can sign up for her weekly newsletter there at the website StacyLynnHarris.com. She is from Alabama. And she writes on Twitter something that I want to share with you. This is the perfect addition to your holiday dessert menu. Just add a glass of cold, refreshing milk, and you've got a Southern classic. And you know what? At StacyLynnHarris.com, she's got the link to coconut cream pie. And you can go right now to her website, StacyLynnHarris.com. Search for the coconut cream pie recipe. And it'll be, as she says, the perfect addition to your holiday dessert menu. Now, of course, if it's Thanksgiving, that's a holiday we all know is a holiday designed to eat eat lots on thanksgiving so don't go easy yes make your coconut cream pie but you got to have a couple of other desserts maybe a good pecan pie maybe a good chess pie at thanksgiving in addition to all the other veggies and meats involved with thanksgiving but let me tell you just a little heads up on stacylynharris.com about the coconut cream pie i'm not going to go through and tell you how to make one a little bit too wordy for me to do that and let's go to her website and promote and support a good southerner here in southern women month in the southland stacylynharris.com now what she does have that i will share with you as the recipe is up there i'm not going to tell you the whole recipe i will kind of relay a little bit of the knowledge from making a coconut cream pie that she's got on her website and that is how you make the custard base as stacy lynn writes to start on that custard base whisk together your egg yolks with milk at the same time you'll be preparing a sugar and cornstarch mixture in a stock pot not a crock pot a stock pot and once you've got that egg and milk mixture whisked together all nice and smooth slowly add it into the stock pot with the sugar and cornstarch and you continually whisk over medium high heat for about eight minutes until it begins to thicken and she writes uh, as i added cornstarch to the eggs and milk i'm actually making a pastry cream anytime you thicken with flour or cornstarch it becomes a pastry cream you technically don't have to add it to this recipe but it's an extra step that stacy lynn harris usually takes to ensure that her pie is set plus the starch prevents eggs from curdling and she writes i just don't add it when i'm making a quiche or savory custard tart with meat or vegetables in it just about every culture features a staple custard recipe 
They were very popular in the Middle Ages and were served in crust, just like the one I plan to use to serve this pie. Okay, now that it's thick to my liking, I'm going to add the butter with a pinch of salt vanilla. The butter will give it a nice, silky, shiny texture. And then add the butter one tablespoon at a time, making sure each one melts before adding the next. And all this is making the custard base as part of making a delicious coconut cream pie. Again, go to StacyLynnHarris.com and you'll see this recipe and all of the ingredients, the time, and the keys to success, including making a custard base, all featured at StacyLynnHarris.com. And Stacy Lynn, again, we say happy Southern Women's Month in the month of November. Heck, we'll just go ahead and make December Southern Women's Month Part 2. So you get two months for being a Southern woman. And what do us Southern guys get? Hey, if y'all are happy and y'all are feeded properly here in the months of November and December, well, that makes us happy as Southern guys. Because if mama ain't happy, we ain't happy. All right. Holly Springs Tourism and Recreation Bureau is active on Twitter at Holly Springs MS. Lovely place, Marshall County, North Mississippi, right on that Mississippi-Tennessee line. In fact, it's right at the Fayette County, Tennessee, which is just east of Memphis. So, yeah, if you're in Holly Springs, home of one Shepherd Smith, you can go there and enjoy a great place. Civil War history, got some great homes and churches, art galleries, the square is great, great restaurant. I've told you before, one of the best restaurants I've been to in my adult life is right on the square in Holly Springs, Mississippi. You talk about Southern food, it is awesome there. Well, they write in honor of Thanksgiving this week, friendly little Thanksgiving debate is a question posed by the official Holly Springs Tourism and Recreation Bureau, Holly Springs, Mississippi. Friendly little Thanksgiving debate stuffing or dressing (laughs) and they write holly springs has some of the best restaurants in the south so i bet we have you covered no matter your choice and sure enough they have the number one steakhouse according to some guide out there the i think it's marshall's or i i I haven't been there it's right off of i-22 the road that goes from memphis to birmingham and it is supposedly really good so if you're listening steakhouse invite me and i'll talk about you even more but i kind of know where you're located i'm in holly springs on a regular basis but i've not had a chance to eat there i have eaten at the great southern restaurant on the square and that's what i was telling you about when you need to go to holly springs so one reply came in to the question posed by holly springs about is it stuffing or is it dressing and Southern Kind on Twitter, at Southern Kind, replied back to Holly Springs, dressing. So it ain't it ain't stuffing in Marshall County, Mississippi. It's certainly dressing. So stuffing or dressing. What is it in your household? What do you call it? Is it dressing or stuffing? Hey, go to at hollyspringsms.com and let's flood them with all kinds of responses about whether it's stuffing or dressing. The great debate, the war between the words, not between the states anymore, war between the words stuffing or dressing for Thanksgiving 2019. All right, let's talk a little, I guess, some fashion if you if you want to go there. Maripex Apparel is on Twitter at M-E-R-I-P-E-X underscore apparel. Classic premium comfort. Send your pictures and videos to maripex.com. And they write on Twitter, 
Here's to a Southern Sunday. And they've got meripex.com, M-E-R-I-P-E-X.com. And they have the hashtags at hashtag meripex, hashtag southern, hashtag sunday, hashtag shorts. And what they have there that looks pretty darn cool is a picture there at their Twitter account at Meripex Apparel of a, a picture of a guy in a field with a U.S. flag shirt right there in the field. And that screams Southern and it screams American patriotism and it screams Thanksgiving week 2019. We love our country. We love our fields. We love our flag. And we like pictures of guys in a field with a flag shirt. How about that? I've had a couple of flag shirts in my life because I love flags. I really do. It goes back to my childhood. Flags have a story. They have a purpose. And so I have tried to collect a lot of flags i have of course flags of every southern state we recognize 16 states as being southern here on the y'all show and yet we got them all in fact i got a really cool little thing i had many years ago i think i bought it at a flag store and it holds got little holes drilled into it and i have every southern flag stuck in this thing with a y'all sticker right in the middle it's pretty impressive especially at trade shows to pull that boy out and get the reaction and we enjoy doing that all right let's wrap up our monday hashtag color blue going back to a little music talk if you don't mind as we were telling you earlier about some good southern rock music and some good just plain old rock and roll music from back in the 60s and 70s we were talking about steppenwolf and then we moved over to tell you a little bit about molly hatchet well as we wrap up our hashtag color blue let's get back into music but let's get a little bit more modern with our music choice and let's tell you about blackberry smoke and we'll do that thanks to carlam and carlam is on twitter at m-i-g-o-y-a-77 and they put a tweet out that said blackberry smoke homecoming live in atlanta all right so if you like blackberry smoke they've got a couple of gigs around the south that we'll tell you about here but let me remind you in case you don't know about blackberry smoke it's a rock band based out of atlanta that is very active today the lineup of, includes the singer charlie Starr, richard turner also sings and has bass duties there with the band Britt turner is on drums paul jackson is a guitarist and a vocalist and then brandon stills is the keyboardist all part of blackberry smoke and this band's performed throughout the country both as a headliner and also as a supporting act for artists such as zach brown eric church zz top and skinnard and they performed back in 2012 at a charity benefit called the boot ride with the cast of sons of anarchy and partnered with the boot campaign at the happy ending bar and grill in hollywood california their album little place of dixie has been featured by pace magazine and other publications and the bands also toured with government mule now they have a new cd it's their latest sixth cd called find a light and the reason we're talking about blackberry smoke is they have gigs coming up before the end of the year and let me hear in our music news our rock music news our southern rock music news tell you where you might can go see blackberry smoke before the year is up and as they'll be back at their home base of atlanta on november 29th playing at the tabernacle and they've got actually two nights there at the tabernacle on the 29th and on the 30th of november if you miss them there 
no sweat head down to key west as on december 27th they'll be playing at the far end of the u.s there with an acoustic evening at key west theater it's a one night only gig of acoustic music for this band blackberry smoke and key west but they're going to stick around key west for another night because on the 28th of december at key west amphitheater they're going to have a full-blown show on december 28th and then if you want to go to florida to see them but you can't quite make it to key west go to the florida theater in jacksonville on december 30th not new year's eve but on december 30th at the florida theater in jacksonville this band will be playing there go see blackberry smoke and that is a wrap on all things hashtag hullabaloo here on this getting the week started the week of thanksgiving started here of the y'all show when we come back in hour two we'll look quickly back at some of the college football happenings from the weekend and then jerry short will be dropping by all that on the y'all show keep it locked here Message and data rates may apply. See purple.com for terms and conditions. It's Purple's biggest, comfiest Black Friday sale ever. Save up to $400 when you pair a Purple mattress with a premium sleep bundle. Make this shopping holiday simple and stress-free with the comfiest bundles ever made. Complete your Purple setup and get up to $200 off a mattress, plus up to another $200 off when you bundle two pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector. That's up to $400 off your order. It's time to feel the mattress you've been hearing about. The Purple mattress is the only mattress with the one, the only, the purple grid it's the cool innovative no pressure support that feels like you're floating an experience that you cannot get with any other mattress shop great then sleep great with purple this holiday season take advantage of our best black friday sale ever and save up to four hundred dollars when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting offer to 84888 sleep great through the holidays and get up to four hundred dollars off by texting offer to 84888 that's o-f-f-e-r to 84888 from ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus save on other memorable photo gifts like canvas prints. So get our Black Friday prices until December 3rd with 60% off holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter code RADIO60 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code RADIO60. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan, but we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
The second half of today's Y'all Show is on with you. I'm John Rawl. We've got Jerry Short, a Thanksgiving edition of our Teller of Tales from Takapola, heading your way in just a handful of minutes. You don't want to miss out on this, the Y'all Show. 803-816-1170 is our telephone number. And here in this segment, we start out with a quick look at the weekend in sports. And frankly, I'm just going to talk a little college football, if you don't mind, because that was the really hot topic from the weekend, as we had a couple of upsets. It was Cupcake Weekend, so we really didn't have an incredible lineup of games. But we, we saw Oregon go down to the Arizona State Sun Devils in a game played at Tempe. That was a big upset on Saturday night. And the Miami Hurricanes embarrassed as they made the short trip over to FIU and the Panthers. Oh, man, they just embarrassed the Miami Hurricanes. And then you had, I guess, a couple of really good performances. The Navy midshipmen with a nice win at home over SMU. And now if the stars align, and I guess it would be the stars, since a star is part of Navy's official logo, if that star aligns here in the final weekend and Memphis goes down to Cincinnati, it's the midshipmen, assuming they win also here in this last week. I think they've got a game. They may not since they played in Army in a couple of weeks. It will be Navy going to the AAC championship game to take on the Cincinnati Bearcats who had a big win over Temple so real quick kind of looking back at the weekend in college football LSU no problem with Arkansas a little sluggish start for Joe Burrow and company but they poured it on in the second and third quarters and got the 56-20 win Arkansas still with no win in the SEC in two years now of SEC play OSU that would be Ohio State they took care of Penn State 28-17 Georgia had to hold on against Texas A&M but they got the victory between the hedges 19-13 cupcake special Alabama 66-3 over Western Carolina you also saw Oklahoma narrowly escape TCU 28-24 Jalen Hurts and company moved to 10-1 on the season. Minnesota won at Northwestern 38-22 as they get closer and closer to the Big Ten championship game. Wisconsin 45-24 over Purdue. Michigan, a surprise to me, they went to Bloomington and beat IU 39-14. Congratulations to Baylor. They clinched their first Big 12 title game with an easy win. The score not as close as it sounds. 24-10, the Bears in Waco taking care of Texas. Cupcake special, Auburn won over Samford, 52-0. Notre Dame embarrassed Boston College, 40-7 over the weekend. Iowa defeated Illinois, 19-10. The Memphis Tigers improved to 10-1, 49-10. The U of M beats the Bulls. And again, Memphis will be playing Cincinnati here in this final weekend coming up. The Bearcats, 15-13, close one. They were able to just get past the since the Temple Owls, rather, and they move on to the AAC title game the real question who's going to host that and i guess that answer will be who wins this weekend between the bearcats and the memphis tigers the oklahoma state cowboys went on the road to morgantown and they emerged victorious 20 to 13 iowa state defeated the kansas jayhawks 41 13 the southern cow trojans they killed their rivals from the city of los angeles 52 35 trojans over the ucla bruins 
The Appalachian State Mountaineers got a victory over the Bobcats of Texas State, 35-13. And as mentioned, Navy with a win over SMU, 35-28. And that's your top 25 teams from this past weekend. And some moving and shaking a little bit. As we said, this was kind of an easy weekend this past weekend, what we called Cupcake Weekend. And a lot of teams didn't even play. We've got Rivalry Weekend going on this weekend in college football. And that will be a whole lot more exciting. But overall, a good weekend for just about everybody but Oregon as they fell from the the ranks of the teams contending for a national championship berth in the college football playoff. And that is your summation of the 13th weekend of college football rivalry weekend. Again, coming up this week, not only over the weekend, but we've got some rivalry games starting on Thursday night as the Egg Bowl will feature Mississippi and Mississippi State. And we'll break all that down as we walk through this week with you, getting you ready for General Gridiron and the Y'all Kickoff Show come Friday. When we come back on the Y'all Show, Jerry Short will be dropping by with his Thanksgiving-themed edition of Stories from Takapola. That's ahead on the Y'all Show with the General John Rawl. Message and data rates may apply. See purple.com for terms and conditions. It's Purple's biggest, comfiest Black Friday sale ever. Save up to $400 when you pair a Purple mattress with a premium sleep bundle. Make this shopping holiday simple and stress-free with the comfiest bundles ever made. Complete your Purple setup and get up to $200 off a mattress, plus up to another $200 off when you bundle two pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector. That's up to $400 off your order. It's time to feel the mattress you've been hearing about. The Purple mattress is the only mattress with the one, the only, the Purple Grid. It's the cool, innovative, no-pressure support that feels like you're floating. An experience that you cannot get with any other mattress. Shop great, then sleep great with Purple this holiday season. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. Sleep great through the holidays and get up to $400 off by texting OFFER to 84888. That's O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000.
Thanksgiving week here on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. And we're going to go to a Takapola Thanksgiving with our friend Jerry Short as we conclude here this hour of the Y'all Show talking with our friend from Takapola Way. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Jerry. Golly, John, I'm telling you what, boy, I just can't wait to get all that good turkey and dressing and and uh, all the other stuff that goes with it. So I'm fired up. How about you? Well, I'm fired up now that you mentioned all that good stuff, as Thanksgiving does mean for just about everybody in the South, an opportunity to pig out as if we aren't picking out year round something about thanksgiving kind of gives you the the pass to do exactly that and eat so much you, you pass out <laughs> there you go buddy and uh just keep on rolling i'll tell you what i had i had t- some dressing the other day and i had other accoutrements to go along with that dress and it wasn't quite a thanksgiving feast but it was about 70 percent of the things you eat at thanksgiving and jerry I don't know what yes. they put in these turkeys, but I couldn't make it through the rest of the day. I, I had to go doze off a little bit, even if it was for 10 minutes. I just couldn't get through the day. Uh, you know, I believe they do put a sleeping uh, tablet in there somewhere because uh, I don't know if it's a combination of everything put together, but it will put you to sleep unless, <laughs> uh, unless you're 14, 15, and you go out and play football in the yard. Yeah. Well, that was one of the traditions I had as a kid. We would get together with extended family. I'm talking second cousins and beyond. And we would go not only outside and play football, we would go out in the woods and get lost in the woods. It was it was pretty crazy. I don't know if, if that's the way it was in Takapola as well. Well, you didn't get lost in the woods. If you didn't know them, you were in trouble to start with. <laughs> we'd like go kick the can in the woods or something like that. If you remember the old kick the can game and uh you just kicked it around you know you're lucky to do that yeah we didn't have a lot of toys back in those days so i'm you know i'm going back in time but uh it got later on where i would uh i got my grandmother's recipes and gosh she i don't know how she did it she cooked on a wood burning stove and have all that stuff and and usually it was a big hen because she would bring a couple of necks in the yard and and then pluck them, and then we'd have that, and and uh, all the other dressings that would go with it would have. But uh, it was always fresh, fresh, fresh. I think that's why it was better, better, better in those days because everything was so much fresher. Yeah, it didn't have the chemicals in it, you know, to to preserve it. So here, here we go with uh, another one, and um, I don't think I'm gonna cook as much as I normally do. They've they've always my whole family since. Uh, my kids were old enough to know what Thanksgiving were. They've always uh, depended on me for turkey and dressing and uh, some of the other fixings that come along with that. So, but this year, I think we're kind of spread out, and we're not. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to hold mine to Christmas. Well, that's the one thing about Thanksgiving. It's it's a big holiday, but it does fall right about a month away from Christmas, which is just even more big, in my opinion. All right. You got to have a separate meal. You need need to either do ham and turkey and on one of them, or you do steak. Look at where we do steak on Christmas, but okay. I may do steak this time. I don't know. Well, you know we can't. Just change it up a little bit. I know you have a, unfortunately, like most Americans, you have a broken up family 
thanks to divorce. And so one reason you make steak for your kids and grandkids because at no other of the functions they go to are they having steaks at Christmas? Is that right? Uh, no, we were the only ones that knew that. And I started doing that a few years ago because it was, like you said, on the heels of Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. So uh, I started buying filet mignons and I like a T-bone, tell you the truth, you know. Mm. So, uh, whatever, you know, I'd take requests, and then I would buy the steaks. And and I got a son-in-law that does pretty good on grills on steaks, and and so he does that. And then now they've come into, you know, you fry your turkeys, and you do all kind of different ways of preparation. So, you know, it, you can change up a little bit that way. Well, I know – like I was, I'm kind of not really picking on you. It's just a, a reality check in this world we live in. You got split families everywhere. And Jerry, I know that for, I guess, your grandchildren, I think in most cases, they don't have another split on that side on your, I guess, in-laws, their, their other side of the family. You have a split deal with your family, but there are people that have to go to four different Christmas type events when they're going through the holidays because they've got well, and, both yeah, parents oh, yeah. divorced and they they've married to somebody else who's got two divorced parents. In essence, we still do that. And uh, really, you know, and, well, they go to their other their other in laws, obviously, like you just said. So we decide if that's going to be a lunch or a dinner. You know, however you plan it out. I've always chosen the dinner meal. So I've been fortunate enough from my first divorce in 91 to always have that. So, and then we'd split it up at where they would go to my first ex-wife, the mother, uh, the mother of my children's. And so finally I just decided, you know, let's don't care this grudge and this stuff any further, you know, invite her to ours. Okay. So, so we invited my first wife. She has the meal with us. So that eliminated one of those uh, numbers, which helps a heck of a lot because the kids are gone somewhere for lunch and they're back. And we say, well, we'll do uh, dinner at uh, six, seven o'clock. And same thing goes on for Christmas. So it really it's really kind of bad. And uh, if you work it out and not hold a grudge, and that's, I know that's hard sometimes for some people. But uh, I finally, after so many years, I decided, oh, what the heck? You know, I told my daughter, I said, just tell your mother to come on and eat with us, and uh, we'll do it that way. So that kept her from having to do anything. Her husband came, too, and and uh, we all got along really good. How about that? So, uh, no problem. Well, you know? I know it's tough for a lot of families to put those feelings of the past totally in the rearview mirror, but like you said there, when you reached out and said, let's not create a whole nother event for these grandchildren and children have to go through it was a very noble thing and really made i guess their lives a lot easier well it does and then uh of course then when you call for blessing of the food um i i know i don't some some of my stories don't sound like i'm the one that will step up and and give the blessing and the thankfulness for uh everything that we have and what we want or needed or got or you know however you want to do, say it but uh I would usually be the one who would say the blessing. I think my first wife would look like I'd catch her peeping up like that can't be my first husband saying the blessing. But, you know, after everything just it got where it just got to be commonplace. And uh, she's lost her husband now. So, but she's, you know, this will be her second year without him. 
and uh, she'll come on, you know. So things will be okay, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get through it. My wife that I'm married, my third wife now. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. I put her on a plane in Memphis today for Salt Lake City. She's going to spend Thanksgiving with her um, sister and uh, brother-in-law because they're going to retire and go uh, – actually going to go to the Philippines. They've got a really nice home over there in a gated community, and, and they decided to retire over there and open their own business in the <laughs> Philippines. And they're young, you know. It's uh, they're in their forties, so uh, but they're going to retire for this year. So, you know, that's so she went out there to spend spend that time with uh, her sister because they'll be gone next year. Okay, let me. You mentioned your first wife here, and I, I don't mean to kind of embarrass you here, Jerry, but you no, had, you you had something happen to you in the last year that, that I've never heard of happening. You mentioned okay. your first ex-wife as you've right. had a couple of these but the one you were married right. to for many years and had children with she's yes. she remarried and yes. her husband has died in the last two yes. years or so and yes. you actually were given his truck by your first ex-wife i've never heard of such a thing well it got down to my son was helping her completely you know and uh they had a business and and they were selling the business. Well, she was selling the business, and she was selling a home to get a condo in town and all this kind of stuff. So I helped move move all the furniture and everything. So we got down to uh, in his business. He had a truck, a pickup, uh, and he had another pickup which they sold it. But his other pickup was a good pickup. It was an older model pickup, but it'd been kept up, and it uh, belonged to his daddy. And his daddy had died years before. And so it was there. And my ex-wife, they didn't have a place to put it. And I got that and a horse trailer and a few other items, too, and by helping move. And, you know, I worked for it. Let's say. Okay. But, the, but the vehicle, I didn't really work for because, you know, I just was going to put it out on my farm where it would look like someone was there all the time and have it parked there. Right. And, uh she just said, just keep it. You know, he had a brother that lived in Shreveport, Louisiana, that thought he might want it for sentimental reasons because it was also his father's vehicle. But uh, they all just said, just just keep the vehicle. So I do have a uh, unique situation in that, I guess. And I assume say. her ex-husband, who's now deceased, would probably be okay with you having this vehicle? Oh, Otherwise? yeah. I mean, okay. Certainly. I mean, we uh, – like I said, that you know, for the years that we did the uh, meals together, and we probably did them together for six, seven, eight years, um, they um, we had a good relationship. He was kind of a quiet man, didn't say a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, at the divorce, the children stayed with me. They weren't children. One was uh, junior in high school, and one was at Ole Miss. But they uh, they stayed with me, and they didn't stay with their mother. And then uh, she married him, and, you know, it just made a situation. And it was just a little bit sticky, like you were saying a while ago. Things can get sticky when they get like that, and when, especially when the kids were spending so much more time with me. And uh, it, uh, I didn't like that because I really didn't – I didn't want it to hurt her because she didn't deserve to uh, be hurt over the – you know, the kids kind of just uh, – 
seemed like she had been spending, well, I know they, they spent all their time with me. My daughter lived with me through her last of her junior year in high school, then high school, and then uh, at Ole Miss, too. I mean, I'm the ones they came home to. And my son, oh, we built him a house, and then he had a house behind me, and and he kept care of the swimming pool and all that. So without him to take care of all the work, being a handyman, I couldn't have got by. So it it, it all washes out if you'll let it. Well, I'm glad I brought this up because I'm no angel. I've had issues with ex-wives as well, and most of the times things have not been too hunky-dory between us, but we, we can get along when we need to and have to. And, and if you're listening to us right now and you've been in a little bit of a, a let's say, um, rough spot with your ex, right. and you've got children out there who have to witness that – can you just put it on hold maybe for a couple of weeks and get through these holidays and, yeah. and act civil? And and then you could go back to fighting after Christmas. But maybe, maybe just maybe, we we can maybe waken a few people up, especially maybe not even the parents, maybe the extended family that's kind of taken maybe some of this stuff to a level that it didn't need to. And, and we can all get through these holidays just a little bit happier. Well, you know, if you say like extended family, it's uh... – my second wife, uh, when we, we got, I was real close to, uh, uh, her sister's children when they were born. I was at the, there when they were born. And, uh, this second wife had two children that I semi raised and sent to school and, and took care of the things like that with them. And, uh, had a, her brother in law, my second wife's brother in law died two weeks ago. And, I went by to see her daddy because she had texted me that she wanted to meet me at uh, a grove before a ball game one weekend. And she said she'd always love me because her daddy loved me so much. Hmm. That was a sister-in-law. So, uh, you know, we're really close. We were really close, really close. And uh, they lived down in Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, he was an attorney. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, he died, and I went by to see um his ex uh, father in law, who was my ex father in law, and uh, so we talked about him and like my father in law, ex father in law, second ex father in law. <laughs> Get them right, you know. <laughs> I know, boy, you got to know your mask to keep up sometimes. And uh, he said, uh, you know, I could talk to you all day, but he just had a he just had a brother in law that had died, and he was on the way to the funeral. So we talked. He said, you be sure and come back. I can talk to you short for all day and uh so i mean you know i so i hadn't had any i don't guess i've had any problem with any relationship that has uh dissipated over a feud or just uh you know that kind of makes it easier john it's you know i know you're not like this and you but uh it hadn't happened to you the same way but i kind of blame myself for being a little restless and if you've heard a bunch of my stories you know I like to be out there where it's happening. Mm-hmm. And my wives have never thought that was the greatest idea in the world. So uh, I, if a tornado was coming, I would track it and go try to get in the path. So, so <laughs> I mean, that's just a perfect example of doing that by listening to TV and getting the mileage and the asthma that it was on. And I'd tell my first wife, I'd say, well, okay, I know when it's going to cross Interstate 55 down by the Yellow Bushy River. I'm going now. Let's go. Said, Are you crazy? <laughs> so, so, you know, things like that have a tendency probably to uh, 
come between a family sometime when you got a nut for a husband. Hey, you said it. You said it about yourself. I know it. I know it. Hey, nut for a husband. We got to take a break. Uh, We will be right back with Jerry. We'll switch over to something else here. As we get that turkey ready, we've got some stories from Tagapola to wrap up today's y'all show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus save on other memorable photo gifts like canvas prints. So get our Black Friday prices until December 3rd with 60% off holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter code RADIO60 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code RADIO60. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan, but we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. The Y'all Show continuing on as we wrap up this Monday edition of this Thanksgiving week of the All Southern Show. Our friend Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, on with us. And Jerry, I know when people get around and make that turkey this week, they might need something to kill the time. And I thought, Jerry Short, if you can catch the Y'all Show via podcast, that allows you to go back and listen to any of our shows at your leisure and also allows you to share it with anybody you want to out there. So as you're cooking that Thanksgiving turkey and you need some some something to kind of get you through the evening, well, right now, Jerry, we know that you've got just the kind of stories that will be something that everybody can talk around the Thanksgiving table with. <laughs> well, uh, John, yeah, I was thinking, you know, we've been having so much trouble with school shootings and family squabbles and shootings among the holding family members and things like that. So you kind of hit me uh, the other day about three or four, which, of course, if I told it all, it would be a bunch. So it's a little gory. So, you know, you got to throw in a a kind of a joke or two with it if you're going to be thinking about it while you're preparing your turkey and dressing. But uh, 
uh, I'm going to tell you three different items that happened and see how you think uh, the justice system played out in them. All right. I'm ready. Let let me start my crime Uh, report with Jerry Short. You be the judge. Y'all be the judge. Here we go. Okay. Let's see. On one, if you're familiar with the uh, way uh, Pupwood, which uh, that's what you make newsprint out of, and paper and boxes. I know we're using more plastic now. And we're trying to save the uh, oceans, but we're doing the best we can. But they used to haul, used to have a lot of these puff waters. And puff waters can be about like moonshiners. They can be rough and tough and as mean as you can get. So I'm going to tell you, when I was uh, working with this uh, timber, this major timber company, world's largest paper company, um, I would I would occasionally have to relieve a wood yard and that's a place where you purchase the uh, pupwood and a lot of times you'd have these old these old codgers and mean young people that uh that may have cut the pupwood off of their place or stole it you you ask for where they got it and you put it on a ticket but it was a lot of work involved so i had one guy that would come in and he never had his measurements right so back then we did it by by the cord and the measurement to pay and uh, that was a four by four by eight, and you had to have it as a block. So he had different measurements, and you took five measurements through each tier. If he had a tractor pulling, or just one trailer, so he just had one tier. So I would I would do that, and it could be five and a half feet long, and that way it fit on the railroad car. So when you shipped it out to the mill, it would uh, ride good and smooth, or the railroad wouldn't let you do it. Mm-hmm. Well, cutting back to the chase real quick. I had this guy that come in, and he was always messing up, and he never had the stuff right. Well, I didn't know that much about him. I, this goes back to about 69 or 70, and uh, he'd come in, and, and I would finally, you know, and I, I had a pretty good background of being a little bit uh, rough and tough at, at, at that time because I was in my late 20s, and he'd come in, and I would tell him, and I'd say, his name was Wardell, and I would say, uh, Okay, Wardell, you're going to have to get this straight. Take that back out of the gates. You can't cut this wood off. It needs to be shorter than five and a half so I can have it on the, uh, have it stacked and have it pushed and have it loaded on the boxcar ride. Okay. So he would, he did that two or three times, but he's getting mad at me. And one day he mumbled something like, I cut your throat. And, uh, I said, boy, here's another just a darn moonshine pup water okay this is something jerry clower if you remember marcel ledbetter you know you had all these marcel ledbetters and chainsaw steel and cut through a door and cut into a beer joint or something like that so this kept going so later on about uh five well he came in one night and he came in and he said uh look i got as close as i can get it and i measured it and it wasn't as close and i said I'd already closed out for the night, and I had to send all the paperwork into to the regional office at uh, at night every night. And so I had uh, got all my tickets together and had everything together. And I said, "Okay, Warder, you take that trailer back outside. You cut it. You cut it, and then don't bring it back in here. I will do it in the morning. When I come to work in the morning, I'll get you first. So he carried it out there, and he. Uh, he cut it. Well, the uh, wood dealer is the guy that pays them. They kind of like in between where we didn't have to deal directly with those uh, some of those personnel that I'm speaking of. So that the guy that was the dealer came to me and he said, 
Charity, you know what you did? What you told you told that man to get out of here, and he came to me last night at my house and told me that he was getting ready to, by gosh, just cut your throat if you didn't damn quit treating him uh, without any respect. And I still didn't take. I still took it light, you know, like the heck with you, you know. So um, and he said, "Do you know what he actually did?" And he said, "When he was his wife was going to leave him one time." And he actually uh, set up in his bed and castrated himself. Oh, I can say that word. Yeah, he castrated when, himself because his wife he left castrated him. castrated himself because his wife was going to leave him. Then after that was done, uh, and they got him to the hospital. This was down around in Montgomery County, around Kilmike on Poplar Creek and going to French Camp. So uh, the son of a gun had done that, but you got to admit the guy's just, uh, he needs a lunacy uh, warrant served on him. So a few years later, he started hauling signs and putting them up on US 82. And they would say, the world is coming to an end. Big signs he painted with red paint. Golly. And he had like blood running and crosses and, and all kinds. The world will come to the end such and such date at Nation's Church at Poplar Creek, Mississippi. And you'd ride along and you'd see that. And I asked somebody, where are these signs keep coming from? And they were putting them on cedar posts about 20 foot tall. He was dragging them up here with his tractor and he was putting them out. He'd become a self-made preacher. So he said the Lord told him to do all that. So we they had a, a we had a big deal going that uh, we were cruising a lot of land and had some crews from a lot of places. So one of the, one of the crews were in and, they called me because I was kind of semi giving them their cruising packet and getting it in the afternoon and working it up and sending it in. So they were out of Florida, I think. And when they couldn't get in an area and I had to call a sheriff, so I called Sheriff Costello and uh, he sent his deputy Smith out to meet me. And uh, so he escorted them on in. It was a place that was next to Wardale's land. So uh, he didn't even want them coming in next to it. You think you had to kind of just tip across maybe 50 feet of his property on that uh, old old gravel road, just a one-lane gravel road, country road, to get into the place. So the, the deputy sheriff told me he would be back that night, and he would take care of it, okay? So he um, he came back that afternoon, and I came back, and we escort, he escorted him out, and I stayed at the gate out front. So... Uh, they said that Wardell had hollered at them and fired in the air as uh, they was leaving. But he, he said, the deputy sheriff hollered, what are you doing? And he said, I shot at a dog that was in, trying to get in my chicken house. So when he did all that and they come out, the other boys were scared to go back in there. And they had a few more things to uh, to inventory back down in there on timber volume. And I told him I'd take care of it. So I did. But uh, anyway, as, as it rocked on and it was getting pretty close and he was getting worse all the time. So they got a lunacy uh, uh, warrant for his arrest or to take him and have him evaluated. So when they went to have him evaluated, they went to pick him up at his house. And when they drove up at his house, he had been in his backyard. And at the trial, he said, uh Obviously, this thing goes to trial because I'm getting it ahead a little bit. But he said he had shot a, a red-headed woodpecker, 
and he had shot a dog and shot at another dog. It was at his chicken house. And he said, and then the deputy said, well, we, I've got this uh, paper for you. And uh, I want to, he handed it to him and he threw it down. And he said, well, we got to take you to, they had a doctor that they really liked that killed Michael, Mississippi, Dr. Milton. So they, he said, I'll see him. And he said, no, I won't see him. I'm not going to see anybody. I'm on my own property. This is my right to be here and do what I want to do. So he opened fire on that deputy sheriff and put a lot of rounds in him. And, and unfortunately, this was a really good guy. I liked him. He killed him. Mm-hmm. And then he started shooting at the sheriff. The sheriff got behind his car door on his sheriff's car. And then he rolled up under a bus. And he took, he took seven or eight wounds himself from his leg, his arms, his shoulder, and places it didn't didn't kill him, but I just barely got him to the hospital in time to stop the bleeding. So Wardell broke and ran, and they captured him, and by two miles through the woods, as you mentioned earlier, you don't want to be playing in the woods and run across a Wardell. But uh, they got him down there, and they uh, arrested him. and He goes through trial, and he goes through all that. He even let his wife come talk to him in another county jail. And he said the Lord had told him to do that. The Lord, and, and they asked him in court, and he would jump up and down and holler and scream and say that uh, he had been called to kill them because they were on his property. And and then he ended up saying stuff like, well, I would if it'd bring their life back, I'd go to the gas chamber now. Mississippi had a gas chamber then. So long story short, he got uh, he went to court and he went to jail, and then he went to trial after after the trial. From, uh, and I'm going to come back in a second when I finish the second story and tell you and see if you know what the outcome of all this is. So then the next one. By the way, we're talking with Jerry Short, teller of tales from Tykapole. In case you right. just do, tuned in, this is the y'all show. This is not the crime shows that you see on television. Go, right. ahead, go ahead, pick it up. So, so the next one I was going to tell you about is a situation that uh, I hate to mention this, but it was actually an uncle of mine, which was my granddaddy's daddy, and uh, they ran an old hotel that we had. It was been in the family, and unfortunately. His wife had a little discreet situation with a neighbors, uh, which was a friend of uh, this uncle of mine. And the word got out to him. And the guy would, uh, he, I think he drove a mule. This was in the 20s. He rode a mule. And kind of like Festus on gun smoke. And he would park. He would park. He would. Uh, he would. He would. His parking, I guess, is the same thing. But he would hitch his mule uh, around back of a barn behind their house. Well, this uncle of mine found out about it, and he came. He hid out under the house, and then he came around the front of the house, came through the yard, and the guy had to break and run. And as he ran through. Back then, you kind of had open range, that meaning that your cattle didn't necessarily, or your animal or your stock didn't ne- necessarily have to be fenced in, but there was a fence between the barn and the house. Well, he shot him down at the fence, and he left, and he, way he fell, his hand was laying about six, six, eight inches above on the fence. 
Well, the hogs came, and the hogs eat his fingers off and even got to his toes. I assume he had been killed by this shot? He had been killed by this uncle of mine, and uh, he left him there. And then he went and sat down on his porch and rocked. And um, And this was a friend of his. This was a friend of his. But his friend was messing around with his wife, and so he gunned gunned him down. And I think one of the things you're trying to get across in this story, perfect for for Thanksgiving week, by the way, this story, Yeah, um, Yeah. (laughs) that hogs will eat human beings. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Oh, yeah, they'll gnaw. And, uh, you know, hogs are really, you know, they they, they go after flesh. Don't ever, you know, and I've been caught in the woods with wild boars. You better climb a tree or head in a different direction because they'll root in there. If they got tusks, they'll get you and put it in you and get you on the ground. And I doubt you'll get up because they probably wouldn't stop to you. Didn't have anything but bones left. So, you know, let's just imagine this hog got on this, on this guy, the part he could get. And so anyway, they arrested him. And your he your great uncle you're talking about. Yeah, right. They arrested him. He went to trial. And they had a hearing at first. And then he, they said that it, it justified going on to trial. So they took him to trial. And uh, that's what I'm going to ask you in just a second. What you think the verdict was. So then one quick one. I was running a wood yard in Coffeville, Mississippi. And there was a guy that had come to me and told me that one of these Marcel Ledbetter type uh, pupwood haulers had been stealing small pupwood trees off of his land and selling them to us. So on the ticket, on the scale ticket, you would put landowner, hauler's name, and a lot of other information. So I told the guy. That, and, and this is strange, but the guy's name was Strange that owned the land. <laughs> and so I said, Mr. Strange, I said, he's turned some stuff in for you. Sometimes he don't want to cut on you, he says, but sometimes he does, and he turns it in. So I was working late that night and closing out, and everybody was gone. My loader operator and my, and my laborers were gone. But this guy come in with his tractor and that pupwood, and he was a good guy. I liked him. And he asked me what I unloaded. And I said, I'll unload it, and I'll leave it in this, uh, which was a tailor equipment, pupwood loader with chains, and you could wrap the chains around it. But I still had to take the measurements. So I took the measurements on one side, and then on the other side, uh, he went around on the other side to hold a stick up because you you had to take them uh, – vertical as well as horizontal the measurements to come up with the uh amount uh, of wood you had on on that load so i looked up and i was setting up in that pupwood loader and i left my office but i had my uh, book to write down the information with and uh, a car came on the wood yard fast throwing dust it was in the summertime and he goes over on the other side and I sat there a minute, and I sat there a little longer, and I said, it's time, Ed, that was the other guy's name, not Ed Short, but Ed somebody else. And uh, he was, he was. I said, I better go around there and check on him. Well, I got off of the loader, and I walked around his vehicle, his pupwood truck, and uh, he was standing there, and this strange man, by the name of Strange, he had a cocked 
of 44 stuck in his temple. Mm. And I said, oh, my gosh. And I was young. I was in my 20s. And I said, what am I going to I said, let me tell you something. There's not going to be any killing on this wood yard. <laughs> this is a major company wood yard. And the guy told me, he just, look, he's stealing my wood. I'm going to blow his brains out. And I said, you can't do that. You can't threaten him. You can't come in here. You got that cocked right in his face. So I finally calmed him down enough, and I showed him the ticket where the man had actually turned his name in, strange, as the stumpage, which means it come off of his lane. The timber did. Yeah. So I finally talked to him enough, and he said, if I catch him crossing that fence, and he pointed at it, and he pointed the gun, and he kept brandishing the gun, and he wouldn't put it up. And I'm standing there, and I said, Mr. Strange, you need time strength. I, think was, I said, you need to put that gun away. And he wouldn't do it. And he said, I'm going to kill this man. And so I said, you're going to get off of this yard. It's not going to be anything like that. So I said, you'll get your stumpage money. Just come by our wood dealer, and he'll pay you for however much you got to come. So anyway, he left. So uh, I'm going to ask you. And let me remind people, we're not talking about near Dodge City in this story. We're talking about near Yazoo City, a little little bit further away than that. But Just spread it around North Mississippi. <laughs> but this isn't the Wild West we're talking about. So your question to me, what do I think happened? What do you think uh, happened to Wardale, the one who killed the uh, policeman? I would assume he probably died in a gas chamber at some point. They outlawed, uh, at that time, that happened in 81. And about that time, while they were still in trial, the federal government outlawed the gas chamber in the state of Mississippi. So he lived to 2002. Hmm. In prison, I assume? In prison. But he did live to 2002. And they have a, uh, he's buried close to where all this happened. Where he said the world was going to come to an end, and it was supposed to have ended in the early seventies, but he was buried there in ninety-two, mm. or I mean two thousand two, and it says he's in the hands of God or something similar to that on his tombstone. And this so, is Montgomery County, Mississippi. Montgomery County, Mississippi. So, what do you think that? So, you know, I just told you. So, case he, number two of your great case uncle. Case number two. I would and say the, he. I would say your great uncle probably got away with murder. The hog incident, when it went to court, they had a brief meeting. I think it took them thirty minutes to adjourn the jury, and they come back and they freed him. And as far as I know, my aunt was not freed. I think she was a captive in their home until she died in the. Early fifties, Charlie, and that happened in probably close to the twenties. Mm. So, all right, what about the incident where the guy threatened to murder and had a gun at his temple? You and said had a gun, and I'm a witness, and I'm trying to stop him, and he's going to kill him on the largest paper company in the world's property. Um, I would assume he went to jail for a while. I didn't press charges. Well, well, it wasn't up to you, was it? It wasn't up to the guy he had a gun to his head? Well, it was my wood yard, and it was uh, my situation, 
and I stopped the situation and I asked Ed, who was the other guy, he was scared, he was shaky after Mr. Strange left. I said, what do you want to do? And he said, I want to stay out of his way because he'll kill me. And so I said, you're probably right. He's, he, and he was a mechanic at the Chevrolet place in Grenada, Mississippi, the strange guy. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you're probably right, Ed. You not want me to press this? And I said, I can. I said, because I'm in charge. I'm the foreman here. This is, you know, and I had to, I had to, I had to defuse this situation. And he said, I'm, I'm too scared. And I said, well, you know, the law is the law. And, and I just gave up because he, he was trembling, scared, didn't haul any wood back in for a long time. And when he did, he immediately, he would say, I hadn't been around the strange property. I hadn't been anywhere inside of it. I'm cutting on the other side of Yalabusha County. <laughs> so, uh, that is the three stories that uh, justice can prevail in three different ways. How about that? Court TV right here on the Y'all Show with Jerry Short. And mo- those make for some good storytelling around the Thanksgiving table this week. Jerry, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. We appreciate you coming okay. on. Of course, your, your first segment with us today, a little bit happier than this last segment. But that's okay. Hey, that's story time. That's why we got you on here. Best of luck to you, sir. Thank you so much. And y'all enjoy your turkey and dressing. I wish I could cook you all some because... You would uh, you would be eating mine from now on. All right, no and also stay off that strange plot of land if you get a chance. Oh no, I know where it's located. <laughs> he's All right, deceased, but he may have children in uh, like. I'm not even going there. There, I mean, I'm not even going okay. in the same county if I can help it. That will wrap up our Monday, y'all, with Jerry. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be right back here with more excitement on Tuesday. The barbecue barrister and a whole lot more. Stay tuned and thank you for listening to the All Southern Show. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.